If you like sports talk with absolutely no sports talk, then welcome back to the latest edition of the Just Not Sports podcast. This is the show where a guy who works in sports talks to the people who play and cover sports about anything they like that's just not sports. I am your host, Brad Burke. I am quarantined social distancing here in Chicago, Illinois. And like we said in the last episode, since life has turned upside down, just wishing everybody the best health and happiness in these complicated times. I am doing my best to hunker down best I can. And later in the show, you're going to hear from a, oh, I don't know what you'd call her now. She's my daytime colleague. Uh, she's my <laughs> uh, evening uh, you know, friend and board game companion. She is my daughter, Charlotte Burke, a.k.a. Charlie, for distractions this week. I figured I'd sit down with her and talk a little bit about this new show she's watched. It's like a a live-action musical version of Disney Villains Kids, The Descendants, or some shit. I have no idea. Um, So I'm going to sit down with her. But first, we've got a very fun interview with Julie Stewart-Binks. You know her. From her work on Fubo Sports, the host of Call It A Night, uh, the host of Drinks With Binks. We are going to be breaking down her lifelong passion for classic rock. And I know what you're thinking. What do you mean by classic rock? Because, man, the definitions on this thing are all over the place, depending on if you're talking to someone of a certain age, listening to the radio, whatever else. So the the possibilities of where to go with this conversation are endless, especially as we've gotten older. And they started to all of a sudden, I remember the first time I heard Bon Jovi in a classic rock station, and I'm like, whoa, tap the brakes there, homie. Anyway, endless ways to get into this conversation, but we're focusing exclusively on the bands and the musical artists that really spoke to Julie in her formative years as she became a music fan. So that means Alice Cooper. We break down... Me golfing with Alice Cooper, accomplished golfer, uh, obsessive golfer, makes his band go out on the road quite a bit to play around shows. Uh, we break down Motley Crue, what it's like for her to be listening to those songs, kind of like compartmentalizing some of the themes within them. We talk about Kiss. We talk about, oh, I don't know, eight, you know, other 80s hair bands, other big 70s bands. But we don't stop there. We hit Scorpions. We hit 80s hair metal. We hit glam rock concerts that that were great, concerts that sucked. Like the time I went to see Journey and they'd replaced Steve Perry with this guy who sounded exactly like him but looked nothing like him. Well, what do you do with that? How do you compartmentalize that? I think it's a lot of fun. Really enjoyed Julie's work with with Fubo Sports, and I think you're going to love this interview. And then, like I said, stick around as I desperately try to interview my six-year-old daughter about a Disney show because I'm, quite frankly, out of other ideas for what to do with her. It's been fascinating to see how media has sort of evolved. Um, I don't want to spend too much yeah. time on this, but um, 
does it encourage you at all to, that people seem to still want to hear from you all, even if it's on like a FaceTime or whatever? I mean, it really does seem like uh, people are, are craving the content from their favorite sports personalities and they're they're sort of sidestepping the uh, uh, the production value of it for the short term. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that like it's twofold, though. I think people still want to hear from their their favorite people. But like also they they kind of like to see at least I do. I mean, people are all in it together. Right. So when you do see, um, you know, highly questionable or on SNY, they're doing their shows from home. It's like, oh, they're just like me. And right. OK, we all are in this together. But then also I, I told someone, I'm like, people are still trying to figure out what like the next 24 hours looks like or the next three days that they're more so interested in the news versus like what our takes are on like some stupid thing. So uh, like, that's why news is just going to be king until we figure out like, okay, this is what my life's going to look like for the next two to three months. Okay. (laughs) Well, how do I make it work? You know? So yeah. I always laugh that I was ahead of the curve since all my show is, is stuff that you like. That's not sports. So here you go. Yeah. You're perfect. Hey, (laughs) business as usual for you. We're going to talk classic rock today. I'm excited for this. I, once upon a time, I was the Peoria, Illinois, uh, rock critic, which is like ground zero for classic rock, um, and, and aging bands. Before we do that, let me, I want to just share an anecdote about how I discovered your, your, uh, your, your show. I, and I, I ran into a clip from Drinks with Binks where you're talking to Charlotte Wilder and Jessica from SI. Charlotte's been on the show before. And I see this like very kind of serious clip they pulled out of talking about SI and recent layoffs. And then it was Halloween, so I didn't realize this. I was just watching them. And it cuts to you in this like fantastical <laughs> skeleton makeup. And the first thing I thought was like, this is the coolest show ever. Like, is, is this like a Dr. Demento style character or something you're playing? And I realized, oh, no, it's Halloween, like whatever. I, I, but my, I'm just telling you, roll that roll that look back out. I'm, I I really think it could go year oh, round. Oh, my God. I, I love that. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Um, my makeup artist, Flynn, did that for me. I just came to her and I'm like, you know, I wanted to do this. And I have on my other show, Call It a Night, like I wear a suit. And it's kind of very much yes. like a late night show vibe. So I'm like, you know, I want to do the late night show and then maybe look like I'm dead. So I always love sort of like <laughs> that, you know, it's Halloween, like the dead aspect of it all. So I, I did that. And it was so odd because like, I didn't, you know, Charlotte and Jessica at times were, were like, oh man, it's so odd looking at you asking serious <laughs> questions and you're, you, you look so ridiculous. Um, so yeah, it is a lot of fun though. I, I appreciate you saying that. Maybe. Maybe I will bring it out when we're back in the studio. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, you got one uh, You got one audience member who would be very excited to see <laughs> it. All right. So we're talking classic rock. I guess I'm going to start here because this is such a difficult genre to define in clean terms. And from your perspective, where's your cutoff? Like wh- what falls into classic rock and what gets sort of... S- lumped off maybe into, uh, you know, oh no, that's hair metal or that's glam rock or that's some other discipline. Like, how do you define the category just to start? Hmm, that's interesting. I haven't really, I mean, I have thought about that recently because we did, we did a heavy metal um, bracket on my show and I realized like, you know, I kind of was, oh, Iron Maiden I was really into or um, like a Judas Priest or something. I'm like, no, that's more heavy metal. And so I guess that would be, like, I guess sort of like the Iron Maidens, I guess, are more on that side versus the, you know, I'm I'm very much into Alice Cooper, Motley Crue, Scorpions, right. like sort of more, I guess, that a like 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 Kiss would be hair band, like hair metal. 
even though Alice Cooper has like transcended a couple different themes in a way, like he was very effeminate when he first started and, and was sort of this, um, like, a, like, um, I don't, I don't know how to say it. He was, he was just kind of like more of a docile character in a way. And mm-hmm. then he became sort of this, like, uh, you know, a little bit more would kind of elements of a death metal in a way of like killing himself on stage and right. like hanging himself and all these things that would be like, Oh, that's like Slayer or, or whatnot. And it's like, but he still had that classic rock vibe to him. So, I mean, maybe he's in, he is definitely in a, in a category of his own, but yeah, but the Motley Cruz would be sort of like more the, I mean, people would consider them hair bands too. So like there's a lot of crossover with them yeah. um, with a lot of different bands, but, yeah, I trend. I would trend more to sort of like this, the seventy eighties, I guess. Time. They, I mean, this is a great t- debate topic. It's like where <laughs> are the lines? Like a lot right. of a lot of different guys blur them. But um, yeah, I mean, and especially like Kiss would be sort of more glam rock, more showy, as I said. And I took a class, uh, you know, a bird course in university in Canada. Um, you know, history of popular music, which was great. <laughs> really highly recommend that in my fourth year and this was you know we had these kinds of discussions there but um yeah i think it's up for debate let's lean into alice cooper for a minute because um he like you said he is his own thing i had a chance to see him perform in the mid-2000s in peoria i actually got to golf with him and his band he's a crazy oh that's like so golfer cool. like he yes he he swapped drinking and and drugs for uh, for golf and makes his his band play like thirty six holes um, a day before concerts. <laughs> his wow. sound is truly unique because I think most people associate him with either you know like Wayne's World era or um, <laughs> or or whatever. But his early stuff is it's you can make a case that it sounds much more like the Stones than anything that's like could mm. be considered metal. So where do you fall on the spectrum of which part of his musical career do you do? You, go-to first when you're when you want to listen to alice um i mean that is it's really fascinating you say that because you know when i i've been i watch videos of him in the 70s and it's like oh he opens up for yes or something you know and he's <laughs> it's much more of of that stones vibe kind of uh um not necessarily the kind of deep dark type of stuff that he's got right now. Yeah. But I mean, billion dollar babies, the album is something, you know, one of the mm-hmm. best that he's had. I really like the song, the ballad of Dwight Fry, which is not a big well-known song, but he plays it. I mean, I've seen him in concert, maybe like, uh, not like a, not like a crazy amount, but maybe 10, 15 times, maybe more than that, about 15, 20 times. And he usually plays it if he does, if he's not opening, if he's the main, he'll play it. And he always puts himself in like a straight jacket. And it is, it is like such a wild song. I, yeah. I absolutely love it. I highly recommend people listening to it, but that's also kind of a bit different than the, so with billion dollar babies and, you know, poison and um, I'm 18 and kind of the schools out the, the like more jammy songs. Like those are the ones he's, sort of known for i guess like they are pretty popular people don't really realize they're like oh i mean my boyfriend's not a big my boyfriend is not a big alice cooper person at all like we are (laughs) he's like dave matthews and like dispatch and i'm like alice cooper and like foreigner and so we're we're we gotta we gotta bridge the gap at some point um and he's like oh i didn't know alice cooper saying school's out i'm like how how the hell like that is the most well-known sort of generic and no more Mr. Nice Guy, like the songs that anyone would have heard on the radio. 
But um, wait, with no more Mr. Know, nice guy, how's that one go? <laughs> no more Mr. Nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was just me tricking you to, to sing. I was like, I got to get her to sing. I knew you were doing that. Okay, good. You, I'm happy yeah, you went with ready, it. I was ready to go. I was ready to go. <laughs> um, yeah, but my mom really got me into all this stuff. Like my mom is a, my mom is a rocker. And she told me like when she was a kid, when she had me in her stomach, when I, when she was pregnant, she used to play Alice Cooper all the time. And she said when I was a kid, that she played it and, and I said this apparently I don't remember it but I was like oh I hear this music in my dreams which is really odd right yeah but that would have been like oh you heard that when you were like in your mom's stomach which is kind of odd but she was like you know into all these different bands like when she she has a picture of herself when she's like 17 with Alice Cooper makeup on tried to sneak into his dressing room when he was like playing with Van Halen and da- like David Lee Ross she went the wrong way ended up getting caught had to be taken out so then I got us tickets like two summers ago, ended up getting us to be able to meet him. And she'd never met him before and just has this like sort of lifelong crush on him in an odd way. And she's, you know, it's pretty magical in those points, but she's gotten me into, you know, she took me to Iron Maiden Maiden concert, um, the Deep Purple, uh, like all these sort of different bands. But then she then tracked off and went to like Slayer and Metallica and Korn Mm. and all that kind of stuff, which is like not, I like Metallica. You know, they got, obviously they're a great band, but that's not really my, my scene. I went to a Slayer concert by myself once when I was like critic and just, you know, I'm on this, it like <laughs> slip, Slipknot played with them too. And I'm just yeah, like, this is not my, it's not my bag. Um, so yeah. you mentioned concerts though. What, what stands out, which of the, which of the bands, cause look, you're not of the age to have seen them in their, their prime. Mm-hmm. So which of the bands held up when you saw them and delivered great shows? And were there any that really stick out as, Oh man, they were just cashing the checks and not not Karen. I will say one of my favorite concerts I ever saw was at the Hollywood Bowl 2014, summer 2014. It was Motley Crue's like fi- final quote unquote tour <laughs> and um obviously that's not the case. And so and I was like honestly not like I wasn't like an obs- I really like their music and I'm a hockey fan. So I hear all these and I think this like I hear all the classic rock songs like every game you go to. But, um, you know, some like girls, 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 not necessarily like totally my jam because it's kind of a little bit offensive. But like their music is and Vince Neil's kind of like a little bit offensive. Um, but their music is is, is our bangers. Right. So we go see them and I'm like, oh, man, they're an Alice Cooper open. And he did like a. a a 75% type of um, sort of show. Like he didn't, he, he, you know, he can do his like condensed version of like, okay, I'm going to have my guillotine out. I'm going to hang myself. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to bring out this big, um, uh, this big needle to infect me or something, all these different things. But then Motley Crue that, which was a really cool moment at the end of the, like their, their encore, they were in the crowd and it was home sweet home. And they, this this like riser that they're playing on just like rose up into the sky like super high up uh, and it was yeah it was real it was like one of those cool moments where you're like wow like we're all here at the hollywood bowl this is their you know supposedly their last show and they're doing this and it was just one of those those neat moments that i'll never forget and i think we went to like the rainbow room afterward where it's like just all those guys always go and it just felt <laughs> like i'm 32 i didn't really grow up in any of that era but sometimes i feel like i'm an old soul from those times where like i just 
I have an affinity to want to listen to classic rock music all the time. Like I, even when I was in eighth grade, I was like listening to classic rock and like disco when no one else was listening to that kind of stuff. So like, I don't know where these interests sort of like all come from, but uh, yeah, it's been there for a while. Um, I got more crew questions in a second, but how about any dud concerts? Like for example, I saw like, Ario Speedwagon was not happy. Um, <laughs> Sticks, I don't think, has aged all that great versus some of the other <laughs> bands. Like, was there anything that you were excited to go to and then went, oh man, what happened? Oh, that is a great question. Um, I do believe, like, I guess when I saw Alice Cooper at the Greek um, with Deep Purple, like, you kind of realize these guys are aging a bit, and Deep Purple was like, good, you know? but like <laughs> kind of slow now, you know, like, I mean, they're old, they're old now. Um, and then I guess like seeing Iron Maiden at, uh, in Toronto, they didn't play run to the Hills. And it was like, what? You <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, come on, play the hits. Like, this is like, this is yeah. your crowd that's here. Like we're not looking for anything new or kind of like wildly different. Um, Oh gosh. I'm trying to think like, uh no i don't think i've had too many duds to be honest which is which is good um yeah i I still kind of think about that a bit more in a way but even like going to stars fest and seeing like the rolling stones and speaking of you know uh highly contagious viruses stars fest <laughs> with um the flaming lips and uh um acdc and the yeah. rolling stones like while it was one of these benefit type concerts like that was pretty awesome to see them all together yeah, and like I, I always enjoy Motley Crue for what it is. I, I, I think it's it's fun. It's it's a good time. That said, yeah. I get to enjoy it because those you, you can probably not name a different genre of music that plays more to the male gaze than that. So from your perspective, mm. when you run into songs like "Girls, Girls, Girls," where literally Tommy's like whistling at the girls, or you know where like where there might be misogyny or whatever. And again, I'm not trying to turn this or, or spin the no, band yeah. into a terrible negative light, but that was certainly part of eighties hair rock. Do you experience that music differently? Are you able to compartmentalize and say, okay, whatever it's, it is, it was of its time and, and I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, definitely. I think you can do that. And I think like when my mom first introduced me to some of these things and she's like a pretty big feminist, she was like, yeah, like not really like super jazzed about like, these songs it's almost just like you hear it so much all the time every hockey rink like every sports match of game whatever and and it just sort of is like yeah you know what like times were different and that's with like a lot of things too even watching the office as i just started watching the office yeah. can you believe it um uh, as much as it was in a mockumentary like it was still like wildly sexist and like offensive in like ways that it was trying to be but then it's like it was so overt that, you know, even in 10 years, it's different. But to, to that to that point, like Alice Cooper now is is very um, misogynist, like on stage, like he he has this character like that he says and he's you know, obviously read a lot of the stuff he said. It's like I'm this is why he kills himself on stages because he's a bad guy like Alice Cooper. The character right. is not a good person. Right. Like he um, like beats women up and he like uh murders some nurse and like he's a bad guy so that's sort of the story with him is like this is a bad guy we're gonna kill him um because like my mom and i were talking about it we're like you know he's got this this like zombie nurse on stage and he's <laughs> throwing her around like that doesn't really make me feel good it's like you suspend your disbelief of like okay bad man 
blah, blah, blah. But definitely you sort of are like, um, am I okay with this? Cause I really like the guy, but like, should I? And then you're like, it's performance in yeah. a way, but you just have to make sure to draw like people understand in the crowd. And these are the people you, that probably missed the point that this is an act and not real life. Yeah. And anyone who, who seeks out interviews with Alice Cooper, he's a super <laughs> thoughtful guy and interesting. Um, but I'm with you that, that it is, it, it's interesting to hear your take on, on how to process this. How about, um, one of the bands that when I was setting up the interview and going back and forth, um, uh, you know, with your publicist, she was mentioning like the Scorpions, which kind of jumped off the page for me. <laughs> I love me some Scorpions. I want to, I know everyone asks about um, uh, Rocky Like a Hurricane, but Wind of Change is my jam. Like I love Wind oh. of Change. I, so Wind of Change is great. Do you it have, is a good banger. Do you have a certain affinity for like the power ballad of of some of those groups? And like, do, do any particular ones stick out? As you already mentioned, Home Sweet Home. Like, which of the ones yeah. are the, are you most likely to want to go to? Uh, uh, you know, first. Well, when you mentioned Scorpions, like the Zoo is my favorite of theirs. Like, oh. I just I've like. I absolutely love that song and it's just there's something about it like it's so funny because I I think I was really into it when the Rangers were in the playoffs in 2014 and you know it talks about walking down 42nd Street I remember being like oh my gosh I'm like in New York City listening to the song and so now I live here and I'm always it always just sort of like has this this memory of, of like really like just New York in a way and I love it and so that would be my favorite Scorpions like I love the uh yeah, I like the power ballads. Like, I mean, it's really hard to kind of, I haven't really taken too much time to think like, why do I like the song? Like, what is it about it? Like, you know, if it's Foreigner, Jukebox Hero, of course I like yeah. that. Um, I mean, I, I like for the most part, all of the, like the hits, but then there'll be one or two sort of off the map. As I mentioned, Ballad of Dwight Fry with uh, Alice Cooper, but like kind of some, some of their different stuff. And that's a, that's the fun part about like exploring the bands. Right. And like, and kind of like listening to some of their sounds and, you know, then if you bring in, like, I don't know if this, you know, then there's the Fleetwood Max of the world and the Joan Jets and like two very different sounds, but also what I would still consider part of classic rock. So um, yeah, yeah, it's just like kind of just like really good stuff that makes you just want to like, even, you know, the quiet riots of the world that just makes you kind of want to get up and like go. Um, And that's what I just love about, about classic rock. Yeah, how's Come On, Feel the Noise go again? <laughs> come on, feel, come the on feel the noise. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh. rock your boys. <laughs> you could replace, I mean, the lead singer, I think, unfortunately passed away. You might have a, a side gig, uh, you know, touring with them around, uh, you know, state fairs and stuff. Yeah, I can definitely hit a good old state fair in, you know, uh, Wichita or wherever that would really need just anybody that would be there. But I think it's about it's not even about the sound. It's just about um, really having the confidence to go there because, you know, we're listening to <laughs> in our office. We are listening to Vince Neil and Motley Crue. And it's like, man, he is having a real tough time hitting those notes <laughs> <Yeah>. these days. <laughs> and it's like you just got to you just got to go for it. Um, and I was. I was even looking, I have my, hopefully, you know, pending the world doesn't end this right now, but I was, I'm going to go to the Motley Crue tour this summer that is going to be hitting uh, Queens and, and City Field where the Mets play. So my mom's coming down for that, allegedly. I mean, these are all things future, future Julie problems, but um, which will be a lot of fun. Cause that's, I mean, I love going to sort of like the big, we, we were going to go to an Alice Cooper 
oh, gosh, I forget what the, the concert sort of three day event was. We didn't go because my mom was like, we got there and it was in Quebec, it was in Montreal. And we're like, you know what? Kind of looks a little like unsafe for my mom to be like in a mosh pit. But uh, <laughs> for my 65 <laughs> year old mom to be in a mosh pit, although she would have really enjoyed going. But like some of these weekends, like the rock weekends and what was it? The old cella. I wish I'd gone to that when I lived in L.A. Because those are being able to see these bands is, is just so much fun. I hope you get to see them. We got to get Alice Cooper to stop killing healthcare workers right now. You know, just like. Yeah, I know. We need we need him. By the way, the I breaks. did. Um, I will tell you an interesting nugget about Alice was when I, I lived in London, England. I did my master's there and I interned at Sky News and I heard some of the what they called the department showbiz, the showbiz guys talking about Alice Cooper. They're like, blah, blah, blah. He's coming to town. And I was like, hey, guys, sorry to interrupt, but like I'm a big, big fan. Is there any way I could just tag along and, and kind of take notes and watch you guys? And they were like, we don't care. We've interviewed Alice and seen him 10,000 times. Like, do you want to do it? And I ah. was I was like dead. I was so excited. So they got me, you know, I wasn't press at the time. I was just an intern. They're like, got me press pass, blah, blah, blah. I went to this thing he was doing, which was auditioning freak shows to be his um, opening act, like sideshow act oh. type of thing. It was so we're at the London Dungeons. We're at the London Dungeon and it's people there like doing the weirdest stuff ever. Like I can't even repeat some of the stuff on air because it was so weird. And and but it was really quite fascinating to see him sort of like what things he liked, what things he didn't like. And it was a tiny, tiny room. And then I interviewed him afterward and I, I asked him, I'm like, so you've killed yourself so many times like on stage. Like what's next? He's like, I want to figure out how to burn myself at the stake. And I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's pretty, that's, that's ambitious. Um, but I will say, Brad, like I've interviewed a lot of various different celebrities, athletes, whatnot. I got starstruck when I interviewed him. Like I almost, mm. like I couldn't speak. I had to, I literally had to remind myself like to say, you know, Alice, I'm a big fan. Uh, first question, you know, like, cause I could, I just stood there. And I'm Is like, that, really, come on. I was going to say like, as the further you go in media, the more you, you have opportunities to interview famous people, and especially when you get into one discipline, whether it's sports or a certain vertical, you get mm -hmm. really accustomed to it. That said, like, are there any other people that if, if they said, hey, look, Tommy Lee's coming in, can you do this one, that you still feel like you'd be back in that teenage fan zone and, and would have a hard time compartmentalizing the fandom? Well, I will say, like, when I lived in Los Angeles, I was fortunate enough to sort of mingle with a number of big celebrities. And I was I'm a big Melrose Place fan. And oh. I remember I'm like, oh, I'm moving to L.A. I'm moving to L.A. Like, I, I need to, like, see the cast of Melrose Place, blah, blah, blah. And I hadn't seen it was like a year. And I'm like, man, I haven't seen anyone here. And then this is funny. This is like how much I was into Melrose Place. I found I what I was dating a guy who, who was on a, a TV show. And he took me to Brad Paisley's house, which you would think would be pretty cool. <laughs> um, so I was at Brad Paisley's house. And then Allison Parker from Melrose Place, like, ended up just randomly stopping by. And Candace, let me, I'm just figure out her Wait, last name. So which one, actually. which one is Allison? I only know, like, archetypes from that show. So, like, short hair, blonde girl. Uh... Yeah, yeah. She has, she has blonde hair. She's not Heather Lark Lockley. Yeah, no, 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 no. Is, so uh, Courtney Thorne Smith. Is, oh yeah, is the yeah. Actual act actress. So she walks in because she's like, and by the way, Brad Paisley's married to um the the daughter in Father of the Bride. Uh, oh Kimberly. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, there's pretty big celebrities around here, and then and then Courtney Thorne Smith walks in, and I was just like, 
oh my God. I'm like, <laughs> someone from Melrose Place is here. And I met her and she was like talking to me. She's like, oh, have you seen the Lego movie? That's what she asked me. <laughs> and I said, no, I have not seen the Lego movie. And I was like, you, you messed up. You had one thing you had to do for Courtney Thorne Smith and you haven't seen the Lego movie. And I remember I got in the car afterward and I was like, I was just sort of starstruck. My boyfriend's like, are you okay? I'm like, oh my God, I met someone from Melrose Place. And so, <laughs> and then I, I crossed a couple others off the list once I was in LA for a while, but that was pretty cool. And then, you know, Wayne Gretzky, I met him. And speaking of being, having the right answer at the right moment, he asked me, we were at the Dodger Stadium. He goes, do you know where the B parking lot is? And I'm like, uh, no, I don't. I'm like, man, you had your whole life and the great one asks you a question <laughs> and you couldn't answer it. And so there you go. So, but yeah, you do. Yeah. Those are people that you're like, okay. Yeah, you realize they are just like us. And especially in the time we're in right now, you know, we're all on the same level uh, playing field, but uh, it is cool to meet them. So we're near the end of our, let's end with like some kind of speed round here. Where sure. would you, let's say you, you already mentioned that your, um, you know, your partner doesn't listen to the same music as you. So if somebody comes yeah. up to you, they're like, I just don't know rock. Where, where do you, where's the first thing you say, start here? Oh man. I would probably say, uh, if they've never, I, I would, oh, I mean, if they're, they've done nothing, well, maybe I give them kiss, like ease them into it. Be like, listen to some kiss songs. That's, that's easing into rock is kiss. <laughs> I mean, it's like my roommate, she's not into any of that kind of stuff. Uh, she's into like country and whatnot. So I'd be like, oh, Taylor Swift, what? I don't know. She's going to kill me if she hears this. But I'd be like, okay, let's try Kiss. Like this is sort of the vanilla of the rock. And right. then I, but I pre- probably would say, oh, who's like really, yeah, maybe I would say, maybe I would say Molly Crew. Like who, what are the big kahunas, right? That you right. want to get people into? That would be it. What's your favorite guilty pleasure 80s kind of glam band? Maybe People think of like Van Halen and Molly Crew differently than sort of Rat and some of these other ones. So do you have like a, a guilty pleasure one that you like? Um, yeah, it's interesting you said Van Halen. Yeah, my mom and I saw him too. I forgot, uh, which, was, which was fantastic. But I will say uh, I found this recently, which I guess you would go into guilty pleasure. But um, what is it? Uh, Black is it? Oh God, now I'm not forgetting it. Something Panther, Steel Panther. Oh, you know them? Steel Panther. I mean, <laughs> uh, it, it's stuck in the back of of uh, somewhere in my head. I, I tell you what, for our <laughs> listeners, if they don't know them, can you regale us with some Steel Panther? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I didn't know them at all. And then my friends went to the concert and they're like, "Hey, you want to come? I think this would be right up your alley." So I went, and it's like, okay, you have to suspend your disbelief a little bit because it's a bit of a mockumentary in a way of a of a band i hope because a lot of the lyrics are like very 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 offensive and but they're also hilarious so that's what you have to go on that but um i mean i'm not gonna sing any of their songs i wouldn't even really know them off by heart but they are they're so funny and that'd be my guilty pleasure where like i wouldn't tell anyone i'd be into them because like they might think of me differently (laughs) right right uh but in my in my office like my executive producer of my show was on um on stern his name's ganji and so he, him and then my editor, Jason, like when I said, I came in one day, I'm like, oh, I went to this uh, Steel Panther concert. They're like, okay, yeah, we've known about them for years. Like that kind of genre of like a little right. bit tongue in cheek. Um, so yeah, that'd be my guilty pleasure, quote unquote. And I'll end with this one. And, and it's a carefully worded question. So I'll, I'll walk you through it. 
if you could only listen to one song the rest of your life, what would you choose? And I always say to people, it's not me saying what's your favorite song. What song do you think would have the longest before you ever wore out on it? Oh, man, that is really good. Because usually when I get a song, I listen to it 10,000 times. So <laughs> yeah. I cannot hear it anymore. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I'm a, I really like Poison um, with, from Alice Cooper. Like, oh, not yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Poison. I like Poison the band as well. But I think the song Poison, because it's just like, it's a little like intense, but it's also uh-huh. a little sexual too. Um, but it's also like, it's, it's a good that a good song but i will say like i listened to the zoo like maybe ten thousand times as well also <laughs> um i do like ELO as well uh and i listen to their stuff like telephone line gets me going all mm. the time i know that's really weird to say it's a very also very different sound but uh, well look it's awesome <laughs> and, and now you have a lot of time you gotta break those those cds out or whatever you got them on are you a cd person or did you come into it you're younger than me so did you come into it with in a post-digital world um, I mean, I came into all this stuff in technically the CD era, but I definitely had a lot of cassettes growing up. Like Alanis Morissette was my first, <laughs> of course, Jagged Little Pill, one of the best albums of all time. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But now I'm just my mom. My mom and I share like this is her account, her Spotify account that she has on my Google Home. But I have an Apple. But like on my Google Home, I'll be like, hey you know, play the song and then it'll be like, oh, it's in use. And then I'll see like my mom's listening to like a ton of like old school bangers as well. I'm like, all right, well, at least we're at least we're getting the same content uh, all over the place. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to fire. I'll fire it up right now. Actually, what, what's your <laughs> what's your go to? What's like what's the song you would want to tell me about that that you think I will be better off for knowing? Oh, in this in this genre? I don't mm-hmm. Oh man. I should have come more prepared. I mean, we didn't even we didn't even get into like Zeppelin and stuff. I mean, but which is oh yeah more traditionally classic rock. Are you a Zeppelin person? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's so that maybe would be something that you would tell people who don't know classic rock. Like I will say one last cool story. I'm, people are gonna listen. Whoever listens to this will be like, wow, this girl's a real jerk. Like she just name drops every <laughs> like person in the world. But I saw J- uh, Jack Black sing War Pigs with oh. um, Marilyn Manson. Vanilla Ice and Adam Sandler, and it was like like at this cool private party, and I was like, I remember in my head because you can you had to like check your phone, and I'm like, okay, Julie, remember this for the rest of your life. Like this is probably the coolest thing you'll ever witness. So that was pretty neat. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would have I would have gone to um, uh, Wind of Change as my as my go to. So folks, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I'm gonna fire up a lot of Wind of Change now once we get off. Yeah, there you go. Well, hey, look, this has been really fun. I wish you nothing but the best health and happiness during this difficult time. And when when do you yeah. expect all your, your shows to be back online fully? Yeah, yeah. So in the next week or so, we're planning on, uh, I guess, like having my show from sort of like a home studio yep. for me. And then luckily, because of the format of our show, similar to what your podcast is like, is that I can just like Skype someone in yeah. for video. Um, but uh, another nice little loophole is I'm going to be moving in two weeks, which oh is great. God. I'm just glad that I'm just glad that like everything's happening at once. And hopefully at that point, moving companies will still be available. Like what do we even know is going to happen? So, um, yes, it will be, it'll be content regardless. So we'll still be going on. And I think you're going to see, and when I work, I work with SNY as well. Uh, we're going to be doing some, a lot of daily sort of fun out of office type of stuff. So 
you know, we're all just going to try to get through this together. And uh, it is interesting when you see everyone in the same boat. So, yep. you know, just stay just stay safe and healthy. That's what we're all doing this for. And here's hoping you weave in a little singing of Rocky Like a Hurricane on your next broadcast, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And we are back in the sports world. Athletes, coaches, media, they all do something interesting that they like, that shows off their personality. And then we, the fans, the media, the gatekeepers, tell them to stop being interesting, to get back to watching game film. They are being a distraction. That's ridiculous. So on this show, we know life is just work and the things that distract us from work. So every week we close by celebrating what's distracting me. And to do this this week... For only the second time ever on this particular podcast, I believe, we have a special guest coming to you in quarantine from Chicago, Illinois, in my living room. It is my daughter, Charlotte, a.k.a. Charlie Burke. Charlotte, how are you doing today? Good. Gabooga. <laughs> this is why she doesn't come on the show as often as my wife would like because she cannot help herself from making weirdo jokes. Okay. Weirdo ooga booga. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna get serious for a minute because we're stuck at home together. Not that I'm stuck. I like being home with you. Do you like being home with me? Yeah. So what do you like uh, being home with me uh, about the most? Being with you. That's very sweet. Okay. You also like watching TV, is that right? Yes, ooga booga. <laughs> okay. So, how old are you right now? Six and a half. I'm going to turn seven on June 3rd and 70 days. So you are in what grade at school? First grade. My teacher is Miss Lines. And plus two of my classmates last year in kindergarten, Maddie and Will, they're in my class this year too. And me and Maddie think it would be crazy to be in the same class next year. That would be crazy. And we'll just hope that we are all in the same classes next year and not currently dealing with this anymore. Okay, enough before I get into a tizzy. We're going to talk about what has been distracting you because you said you've picked up on this new show called Disney Descendants. Am I getting that right? Yeah. Okay, how did you hear about this show? Um, well, um, well, I I wanted to watch Descendants because um well, I didn't know what it was about, but I wanted to watch it. Ella gave me a like Disney Descendants thing that says I wish you would be, m-. but it had Mal on it. But she was a villain, so. But the show's about villains, right? Okay, so help our people, uh, help our listeners understand what you're talking about. So it's a live action show. It's not a cartoon, right? Well, I used to watch. There's a cartoon about it, but there's three movies too. Three movies. And then one kind of like Pidgey song. So, and you sit down and watch this with your mom, is that correct? Yep. All right, so help me understand. You said it's about the children or the grandchildren of the Disney villains, is that right? She just did a full face palm because she's not happy with my lack of understanding about the show. You're supposed to tell me about the show. Here, sit up, get closer to the mic. You're supposed to tell me about the show. So tell me about, what is it all about? So the actual original Disney villains have... um. Sons and daughters. For example, Captain Hook and 
Maleficent, Jafar, Gorilla Deville, and the Evil Queen. Have what? They have kids? Yeah, and Ursula. So are the kids bad or are they good? Well, first they're bad and they don't know that they can actually be good, but then they turn good in Oradon. You were singing a song from the show. How's that go? Bad is the new good. Yeah, that was from the cartoon. I it stuck in my head and it was like a pop star song, so I couldn't help it. What is your, can you sing it for us? I mean, you're on microphone, you can sing it. No. What better time to sing it than when you have a microphone in your face? That's a podcast microphone, Ooga Booga Brad. <laughs> you got me there. I do use this for podcasting, not for other stuff. What else do you want to tell me? Okay, that's the last part. What, what, what else do you want to tell me before we wrap here about uh, The Descendants? Do you like it? Does it get the Charlotte uh, nod of approval? Yeah, I like it. And your mom likes it, which I find really weird that mom just sits on the couch and watches this show with you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do you want to say anything else to our listeners here? Um, Mom says I can't do something until I'm 27. What? What are you talking about? I Oh, wear makeup. You can't wear makeup until you're 27? What? Uh, okay, so why don't you wish everybody to be healthy and happy and with their families in this hard time? I wish everyone to be happy and healthy and it went, and with their families in this hard time. And happy Easter, oogaboogas! <laughs> I'm going to cut that. <laughs> and thank you, Charlie, for joining us. You know, a couple minutes with her on the mic, that's about all I can get. Uh, it's hard for her to <laughs> stay focused, talk into the mic, hard for her not to just make endless fart jokes, many of which I had to <laughs> edit out of this podcast. So thank you for dealing with that. So let's end with some shout outs. I want to shout out Julie Stewart Binks for coming on and talking about classic rock, for talking about Alice Cooper, for bearing with my scorpions, wind of change hot takes. Um, it was a lot of fun. And I encourage you to go check out her shows. Uh, her show Call Tonight with Julie Stewart Banks is prepping for season two. We'll be returning uh, to Fubo Sports on Tuesdays and Thursdays at some point. And then her other show that I mentioned in the interview, Drinks with Binks, is starting to tape, I believe, remote episodes this week. Again, Fubo Sports Network has all sorts of original programming, talk shows, other things like that. It's available on streaming platforms. Uh, We've got a Roku. I think I've got it through Roku. And again, Julie was a lot of fun, taking some time out in a very difficult time to talk music with us. So I really really appreciate her coming on. Uh, Again, we'll just, I'm wishing everybody the best. It's really hard to be making podcasts while the world is upended, but at the same time, Again, I just know that you know people are looking for stuff, content to distract them. I, I'm binging all the podcasts I can get my ears on. I mean, I, I've re-listened to most of Are You Talking to R.E.M. Re-Me, the Adam Scott, um, Scott Ackerman show. <laughs> it's like 20 hours of R.E.M. podcast that I'm listening to again. So I understand people in all the madness are sometimes looking to detach. So I'm going to keep trying to get podcasts up as long as people are answering my calls here in the short term. And in the, in the meantime, just take care of yourselves. Do the best you can. Until next time, my friends, uh, wishing, wishing everyone health and happiness and in the immortal words of what classic rock rapper. Can, you, can we say that? Is he old enough now to qualify? Classic rapper? Shaquille O'Neal. Booty rappers. 
ਇਹ ਬੁਣੇ